This episode brought to you by Own the Gray Podcast. Discover how others age with attitude at ownthegray.ca. What are the top superfoods we need to eat to keep us young and healthy? Welcome to Lunch with a Healer. I'm Dr. Susan Hoffman, and today our guest, Ramona Fasula, is here to answer that question. Ramona is a nationally recognized natural health expert, published author and disease management and prevention specialist, as a graduate of the prestigious Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York and the Christina Perello School of Natural Cooking and Integrative Health Studies, Ramona gained a solid knowledge of how the foods we choose have an impact on the quality of our lives. Now let's talk food. The best conversations happen when we're having lunch with our friends, especially when one is a healer. Pull up a chair and join us to expand your knowledge and open your mind. Welcome to Lunch with a Healer, Ramona. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, it's going to be my pleasure. We're talking about my favorite topic, which is food. And we're actually talking about superfoods today Mm -hmm. because... I believe, and I know you do, that food can be medicine in absolutely. a yummy way. Yeah. And this is what you've based your work on. Yeah, absolutely. The whole premise of, of what I do every single day is teaching people how to use food as medicine to prevent and reverse disease. I believe that all disease is reversible, you know, but you have to get down to the root cause of it. Wonderful. So we're on the same wavelength here. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, I love talking about superfoods because Mm -hmm. it's a word that's been thrown around now. Definitely information overload. Every month you'll see a new superfood that's highlighted. And Mm -hmm. I think it's confused people. Mm -hmm. They don't know what to do, what they should eat, how much of it they should eat. So the first thing I'd like to do is have you define what a superfood is. Superfoods are packed with a ton of nutrients. And I have a simple rule of thumb, a whole foods plant-based diet. Now, I'm not saying that you should never eat meat ever again for the rest of your life. I'm an educator, so I educate people and it's up to them to decide what works for them. Some people like to do, you know, 50% plant-based and then they'll eat meat 50% of the time, which is okay. Some people are completely strictly vegan or, or vegetarian or, so you have to find out what works for you. But my general rule of thumb is that whole foods, plant-based diet. So staying away from the processed stuff like the soda and the cookies and the cake and candy. Now I, through my education with Christina Perillo, we did integrative health study. I studied a lot of theory, Chinese medicine. We also um, did the integrative cooking to go along with that. And believe me, I mean, we made healthy cookies, healthy cake, healthy candy. It depends on the ingredients that you're putting in. You can put healthy ingredients in and make a super healthy cake and putting things like, for example, chia seeds, that's a superfood that is loaded with vitamins and minerals. They've been around for thousands of years. And and it's funny because back in the nineties, there was a chia pad, but no one really made the connection that 
you can ingest these and it's going to help to prevent heart disease and it can help to prevent cancer. It's great for energy. A lot of people like to do chia seeds uh, before they go to the gym so that they have that energy that's going to sustain them throughout that hour-long workout, hour-and-a-half workout, whatever the case may be. That's one of my favorite superfoods. So let's call that our number one uh, on our list. Number one is chia seeds. So do you recommend, because it comes in whole chia seeds, or there's ground chia seeds, and there's white chia seeds, and or black chia seeds? I mean, this is the confusion I'm sure the average consumer has. I honestly don't see too much of a difference between them. Like the nutrient content is is the same. I prefer the black whole seeds. I tried the ground powder. For me, I don't like the, the taste of that. So that doesn't work for me. But some people, they may like that. They may put it in smoothies. Smoothies are a great place to put chia seeds too. Whenever I make smoothies, like my green smoothies, I'll put um, like a tablespoon of chia in there. Oh, I love, love my chia. What about if you have difficulty digesting the whole seeds? I read somewhere, here we go with the information overload, Mm -hmm. that it's very difficult to digest the whole chia seed. So it may just go through you and you may not get any of the nutrients. from. So that the, the ground... Yeah, like I said, you have to kind of see what what works for you. For me personally, I don't have digestive issues, so for me to digest a, a glass full of, of chia in water, I'm okay with that. Some people may not be, so okay. it's really up to the up to the individual. And if you and if you absolutely can't do chia, the good news is there's plenty of other superfoods that are out there as well. Kale. Is that number two, kale? I would say kale would would be my number two. Kale rather than spinach? Let's categorize that into green leafy vegetables. Kale is amazing, but there are other amazing veggies out there too. Gosh, there's so many vegetables out there. Broccoli. Broccoli is um, anti-cancer. All the cruciferous vegetables are anti-cancer. You know, making sure that you're getting your, your cabbage, your cauliflower, your broccoli. Cauliflower is a brain food as well. And it's interesting when you look at certain foods, they resemble the organ that they're meant to help support, which is fascinating to me. So if you look at a walnut, a whole walnut looks like a brain. Walnuts are a really good brain food. Another superfood right there too. If you look at a cauliflower, it looks like a brain. If you look at kidney beans, they are in the shape of a kidney. Kidney beans help support the kidney. I have questions on all of these. Okay. Um, Okay. So the kale, the green leafy, does it matter how you eat them? Is it more digestible if it's stir fried with a bit of oil, maybe avocado oil and softened? Because as we get older, it's harder to digest. We do not digest as well. We lose a lot of our stomach acid. What would be the best way that we get the nutrients from the leafy greens? They say that raw is the best way to eat your vegetables. Because when you're cooking things, heavily cooking things, it takes the nutrients out. So there's a lot of people out there that are raw foodists and they swear by that because you're getting the entire nutritional profile Yeah, when you do that. 
I actually have, and I have tons and tons and tons of amazing recipes. I have an amazing recipe for a Brussels sprout. This is raw Brussels sprout and kale salad. It has apple slices in it, walnuts as well. And it consists of a dressing that has, let me see if I can remember this offhand, oil, olive oil, lemon juice, diced garlic, like really diced, very small. And that's it. And you just pour it on top of the salad. You, you mix it in and that's it. That is a super, super healthy meal. But also you're adding in the fact that it's raw. So you're getting mm. all of the nutrients from the different vegetables, but really, really good. Is that a meal? There was the protein in that, or do the vet, those veggies give you enough protein? Another go-to for me are artichokes. That's a super great food? liver food. Great oh, liver yeah. food. So I'll do the salad and then I'll, I'll make a steamed artichoke a whole artichoke and I stuff the leaves with a panko uh, breadcrumb mixture. And then I'll steam it for an hour in a steamer. Oh my God. It, it just tastes so, so good. So, so yeah, that's, that's one of my go-tos. I love artichokes, great liver food. And, and they're in that, season in the spring, which is right now. Okay. Is that got a lot of protein in it? Artichokes? Vegetables have a lot of protein in it, believe it or not. We are led to believe that where you get most of your protein is from meat. So the cattle industry, they want to, you know, make people believe that. But the truth is there's a lot of protein in vegetables as well. Kale, cauliflower. People don't realize that. But it's it's true. I know. Again, the question is people who cannot digest raw, they might go on this diet, lose a ton of weight because it is definitely less caloric. Mm-hmm. If you're eating these raw veggies, they might become unhealthier, believe it or not, because they, they may not have known that they couldn't digest raw. I would say whenever there's a, a digestive issue, get down to the root cause of it. Go see a naturopath go see an alternative healer and find out what the root cause of it is because we should be able to digest things. You know, that's how the body works. But if there's something that's preventing you to digest properly, go to a naturopath and let them figure out what it is and work with you to, um, to reverse that, that issue. Candida is one issue that comes up. Of of course, if people have gluten sensitivities, which is a big problem right now. So yeah, I mean, it's all in the processing of the, of the food, which is really scary. You know, if you go to a place like Italy and, and you, and you look at the people there, the pasta is processed differently. So they don't have as many cases as we do in this country because we are heavily processed with our food. So, so yeah, going back to the digestion question, I, I would say if, if there's any digestive issues, go to your doctor and, and figure out what that is. I agree. Even if it's an age issue, just take potentially some digestive enzymes and add some yeah. hydrochloric acid to your diet so that you're able to digest it. There's always ways. I agree. But I am getting the nutrients. If I'm stir frying my kale and Swiss chard in yeah. some avocado oil. Love avocado oil. Yeah. Love avocado. I'll cook with avocado oil and olive oil. Yeah. Um, Those are my two, two go-tos, but yeah, there's, there's so many incredible 
foods out there. Beets. There's another superfood. Okay, we're going to get to that. I have one question on broccoli. So I know that broccoli, as I've researched a lot of this, I love broccoli. There are a lot of people who don't don't eat this, but there is something called sulforaphane in the Mm -hmm. broccoli Mm -hmm. that is anti-aging and uh, anti-inflammatory, right? Correct? So can we get a supplement of this and it works the same way as eating the broccoli? If you can get it in its natural state, then I would say that would, that would be first because keep in mind that supplements are processed. Mm. They are processed. And anytime you want to go on a supplement, talk to your doctor first, especially if you're on medication. Just because it's natural doesn't mean that it can't have a pharmacological effect on the body. So, you know, to, to just randomly pick different vitamins to go on without talking to your doctor can be dangerous. So you always want to gather information, do your research, be your own advocate, take that information to your doctor, and then have a conversation with your doctor about it. Should I be going on this supplement? If not, how can I get this from food? And then getting your blood work done every year, seeing where your, your levels are of different vitamins and, you know, different minerals. This way you can adjust your diet. Yeah. That's a wonderful point. And I have to uh, insert there that you're definitely talking about naturopath because traditional doctors do not do that. There's a lot of things that they don't test for, unfortunately, one of which is um, heavy metals. Heavy metal toxicity is a big problem that can affect someone neurologically. Dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, all these neurological issues. The first thing I would recommend to somebody is see where your heavy metal levels are. Testing for mold, that's another big issue. If you've had a flood in your house, and I can speak from experience with this because I actually had a flood in in my house and it caused black mold. Because of that, I developed um, rash. I developed candida. The rash is gone. I worked with a naturopath for probably about six or seven months. I had a really bad rash on my, on my stomach. And yeah, it was, it was really bad, but I had faith in her and I knew that she was going to run the right test to kind of figure out, you know, what was happening. And she did. And one of the first questions that she asked was, have you had any work done on your home? I said, well, we had a flood in the house. She said, hold on a second. She said, did you have black mold in the house? And I, and I said, yeah. So she definitely, um, you know, ran all kinds of tests and I'm much better, thankfully, but it's okay to work with the regular doctor, have a natural path to work in conjunction with the doctor, because the tests that the regular doctor won't do, the natural path can do. Mold toxicity, heavy metal toxicity. Yeah. And there are, cilantro is, is great for um, relieving heavy metal toxicity. Chlorella is a great supplement as well, which I take every day. I was going to ask you, are there this perfect leading? I was going to ask you if there were herbs or foods that will do it naturally for you. Cilantro, adding charcoal. Charcoal as well. Yeah. 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 There's a, there's a lot of things that you can do for um, heavy metals, but my go-to is the chlorella. And I like to cook with cilantro too, but chlorella is something that I, that I definitely take on a daily basis. And I have been for quite a long time. What about spirulina? 
Does that do something similar? Spirulina is wonderful too. They actually have a chlorella spirulina mix. Um, it's a vitamin. It's a supplement combining the two. Okay. That's wonderful as well. So yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things that you can do for um, heavy metal toxicity to, to get that out of your system. But it's it's frightening some of the, the side effects of that. A rash is, is one of them. I agree. The other one mm-hmm. that people don't realize they may have are parasites. That's oh, yeah. Yeah. And what the parasite does, the food that you're eating, it's eating the nutrients. So you're not getting it. The parasite is getting it. Yeah. But a, a natural path will test for all of these things that we're talking about. Thankfully, people are just becoming aware. Uh, you can have physical manifestations of mold, of parasites. So mm-hmm. absolutely we're learning about it more. So cauliflower is wonderful. Cabbage, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, they do potentially give you stomach flatulence, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Are there ways to avoid that? I'll give you a little tip that Christina Perillo actually gave me when I was in her class. She gave the the tip to the entire class, but bay leaves. When you're cooking beans, especially, beans can be very gaseous, obviously. Put a bay leaf in however you're cooking them. And there's compounds in the bay leaf that can kind of neutralize the the, the gaseous substances that are in the beans. That's a wonderful. Pretty amazing, tip. right? That's a great tip. And they give you, there's such a beautiful aroma from the baby. Yeah. It's, it's a no brainer. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you on that one. Yeah. Do you uh, recommend sweet potatoes? Is that a superfood? Sweet potatoes are definitely superfood. They are actually a probiotic, believe it or not. Really? That mm-hmm. I didn't know. Okay. Sourdough bread is a probiotic. Mm-hmm. Kimchi, which is right. Korean cabbage, is a probiotic. I'm trying to think of some yogurt is a probiotic. You got to be careful with yogurts, though, because of the dairy sugar content. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I do non-dairy, so I'll do yogurt made from like coconut milk or almond milk. Um, I, I'm very particular about dairy. I stay away yeah. from from dairy at, at all costs because it is very mucus forming in the yeah. body. It's so hungry. that's something to avoid. Well, you don't eat white potatoes. White potatoes are not a superfood. So here's the thing with, with white potatoes. They are very high on the glycemic index. So if you yeah. are diabetic, these are things that you have to look at, look at where the foods are on that, that scale. Right. That's something that every diabetic should be looking at. A lot of magnesium, a lot of potassium in white potatoes. Very good for heart health. So I would say... Sweet potatoes more. Okay. Every now and again, it's okay to to do regular white potatoes because you are getting the benefit of the magnesium and, and potassium in it. Mm-hmm. Would I say that's a superfood? I would say sweet potatoes would would be more of the the superfood because it has all the nutrients and it's a probiotic as well. What about the glycemic index on the sweet potato? Is there? I know it's there's not sugar, but it is a sweet potato. Well. I would still eat them okay, because there's, there's a lot of benefits to it. And, and here's the thing, have that balance. The nice thing is there's so many different vegetables to choose from. There's so many different fruits to choose from as well. When you have that variety all the time, you're getting different nutrients. So rotating your vegetables each day, 
Green leafy vegetables have something called oxalic acid in it, which inhibits iron absorption. Spinach and Swiss chard have the most. I know people that were doing uh, spinach smoothies every single day. You want to rotate your greens every day, okay. right? So one day spinach, one day your, your bok choy, one day okay. your Swiss chard, one day some broccoli, another day cauliflower. Okay. I always tell my clients, when you go into that produce section of a supermarket, your cart should look like a Crayola crayon box in that there's lots of different colors in it. So every color means something. Like, for example, your orange foods, like your, your carrots, your apricots, like dried apricots, all your orange foods are very anti-cancer. Right. So your orange foods, your green foods, your green leafy vegetables are detox foods. Your purple foods are longevity foods because of the anthocyanins that are in them, which are very powerful antioxidants. So things like eggplant, things like your plums. Um, which I love. Um, those are the longevity foods. Blueberries. blueberries, same thing. That that pigment, that that bluish, okay. purplish pigment. That those are the anthocyanins. Blueberries are actually called brain berries by a lot of doctors because it actually builds new neurons in the brains. So I always tell people, if you're doing a presentation at work, if you're studying for a test, eat a handful of walnuts and blueberries. Great for cognitive performance great for cognitive performance. But see how these things are, they act as medicine. They it's really amazing. do. It's really mm -hmm. amazing. And how delicious is that anyway? Walnuts and blueberries. Yeah. So are you referring to wild blueberries? Wild blueberries. Yeah. You know, and, and it's interesting. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the medical medium. Yes. He's a big proponent of, of the that. wild blueberries. I know. Um, he has different recipes for smoothies, detox smoothies, things like that. In fact, there's a brand and I actually tried it. It was wild blueberry juice. I can't recall the name of the, the brand, but it was something that he recommended. So good. Okay. I actually have wild blueberries at the supermarket, like at a Trader Joe's. Oh, you put them in smoothies. Were. Yeah. Frozen ones. Yeah. Organic, organic frozen yep. blueberries. Yeah. How do you feel about the cherries and the bananas and you Ooh, know. cherries, cherries are very anti-inflammatory. And that's the great thing too. When you're eating that whole foods plant-based diet, you're supporting everything. You're supporting um, inflammation, right. getting rid of inflammation in the body, right? It's going to support having a healthy weight. It's going to support your cholesterol levels. It's going to support your blood sugar um, loaded with fiber, which is going to support your blood sugar as well. So it's, it's kind of like a, like a one-stop shop where, where you're, you're, you're looking to eat this for a certain reason, but it's also helping you in a, in a myriad of other ways as well. So um, whole foods, plant-based diet, I, I cannot say that enough, but cherries to answer your question, very anti-inflammatory. Actually, tart cherry juice as well is a great sleep aid. Oh, really? That's a good tip. Mm -hmm. Drinking that before bed. Elderberry juice, right. tart cherry, cherry juice, banana, a banana before bed can help you sleep as well. Magnesium. Lots of great. Of course. Right. Yeah. Magnesium because I mean, I take it in a supplement. I should just eat a banana. Yeah. But then yeah. it would spike but, my blood sugar. But again, you know, with supplements, you always want to talk to your doctor. 
right. before before you do anything, yeah. um, because they know your doctor knows you better than anybody. Well, you know, they so know what's going to work. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not so sure. The human body is complicated and it changes every decade of your life. You're it's right. Become a new physiology, so yeah. it, it, it's a process. That's for sure. You need to be your own advocate. Yes, and do the research, and um, present that information to the doctor. Working with a dietitian as well. Yeah, you no know, nutritionist, a, a dietitian. Um, you don't have to do this alone. No, nobody does. There are professionals out there that mm-hmm. have studied nutrition that right. can support you in doing meal plans and, and things like that. I highly recommend dietitians and nutritionists. If, if you, you know, if you have blocks that are preventing you from reaching your health goals, that that's what a health coach is there for as well. You know, there's nothing to say you can't work with a dietitian and a health coach at the same time. So there's a, there's a lot of different alternative professionals that are, that are out there that are just so passionate about doing things differently than the mainstream medical community and their way works. I've seen it. I agree. Personally, you know, absolutely from working with a, with a naturopath. So yeah, there's, there's lots of great information, a lot of information out there. You, you were a meat eater at, at most of your life. I stopped eating meat about 12 years ago when I became a health coach. Yeah. We grew up, grew up on meat, me and my sister, my, my parents back then. in, in the eighties, we didn't know we drank soda we ate bread, typical Italian family, big Italian family. Food was always the center of, of everything. Socially, I mean, I can remember my dad and his card games. My mom was mahjong player, so they had like cake, and we didn't. Right. You didn't think about it, you know. Right. Low fat, that's okay. No, that's not okay because they're taking the fat out and they're putting more sugar in, exactly. and other things that are not good. So these are things that we didn't know that that we know now. You feel better being plant-based? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't think I, I would ever go back to eating meat. And I know people that have tried to and actually got sick from it. Um, my sister's friend the other night, she she's diabetic and she gave up meat for quite a while and she had beef or something and it actually made her sick to her stomach. She got really sick from it. Body's not used to it. What about becoming a pescatarian? People who give up red meat, chicken, but just eat... I'll do fish. So I I would be what people will consider a pescatarian. So wild caught salmon as opposed to farm raised. Being careful with fish though, with the mercury content, things like tuna, the bigger the fish, the more mercury. Swordfish, a lot of mercury. Have to be careful with that. Um, The smaller fish, better. Sardines loaded with omega-3s, salmon loaded with omega-3s. Believe it or not, the chia seeds have a lot of omega-3s in them as well, which are anti-inflammatory. So we have so many superfoods to to choose from, which is wonderful. What about alternative sugars like uh, um, monk fruit sweetener or coconut uh, sugars? Coconut sugar is probably my favorite because it doesn't while it is sugar and it does affect the blood sugar, it doesn't affect it as much as other sugars that are out there. So coconut sugar is great. I'll do honey, but you have to be careful. The st- I, I call it the, the supermarket honey, although 
lots of supermarkets are ca- now carrying healthier, raw, unfiltered honey is what you want to consume. Um, they actually did a study. This is really interesting. They did a study who are the healthiest people in the world? And it turns out they're beekeepers really? in Russia because of all the bee, the bee pollen, all the bee products that are super, super healthy. Another superfood. Really? Another superfood. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I know in Russia, they eat a lot of walnuts and yogurt. They do. They do kasha. Yes. Buckwheat kasha for like a porridge, which is super healthy as well. Okay, very so warming. Yeah. So that's something that I, I would say eat that in the wintertime. It's very cold in right. Russia. So that's what they do to, to warm up and start oh, their day. So yeah. So do you eat gluten-free oats like for oatmeal? Steel cut oatmeal. Again, be careful when you when you start looking at the packets and, and all that. They put a ton of sugar yes, in I those agree. things. So you have to be really, really careful. Yeah. But still cut oats, I would say. You can make porridges out of different grains. Like I have recipes for a quinoa porridge that you can make in the morning. Quinoa, almond milk. You can throw in some walnuts and some blueberries, some raspberries, whatever berries you like. But those are great things to to eat in the morning. I actually like um, chia seed pudding. Yeah. Which is another great thing. With coconut milk or almond milk? Either or you make it, you, you put it in the refrigerator overnight. And then in the morning you can just put whatever fruits or, or walnuts, whatever, whatever you like, put that on in the morning. And I like starting the day with, with blueberries as well. Anything that's going to support, um, cognitive functioning. Great way to start your day. Walnuts and blueberries top two. Okay. Definitely top two for cognitive. I ate walnuts before this interview, so I'm hoping it's helping me. What about (laughs) the blue zones? Uh, I just read an article last week, and Mm -hmm. I was surprised by this. And one of the blues, Sardinia, and several of the blue zones, actually, they drink wine. It's funny because you ask any Italian, (laughs) and they'll say, you know, if they're in their 90s or or whatever, what's the key to the long life that you live? Well, I drink a glass of wine every night. So there's got to be something to it, right? Absolutely. Um, the resveratrol right. in the wine. I would say with that, I think people in their minds try to justify. Well, Absolutely. it's still alcohol. It's mm-hmm. still going to affect the liver. Yeah. When your liver is, is burning off alcohol, it creates free radical damage in the body. So you definitely want to be careful with the alcohol consumption. And that can also affect your ability to absorb vitamins. B12, especially we mm. drink a lot of, a lot of alcohol. The B12 goes right through your system. Mm. Your body's not absorbing it. So you have to be careful with, with alcohol, but it, it, it's just funny in different parts of the world. Pe- people in Italy love their wine. I'm Italian. I'm hundred percent Italian. So I've, I've seen it with relatives. Keto, a, a long, healthy life, have that glass of wine every night. Yeah. They do it and it works for them. So see what works for you. Right. And there's other elements. I mean, we're just taking that one thing. It's really a big picture. It's about the stress in your life. It's about walking, moving your body. We're talking about one element, the food. And, but I always ask about the wine because that's usually the toughest one when I'm talking to somebody. Okay. I have a a couple of quick questions um, for you. How do you feel about postmenopausal women doing intermittent fasting? 
They say intermittent fasting is good for other things, that it can reduce inflammation in the body. They say that it's it's good for diabetics and it could potentially reverse type 2 diabetes. And I actually have some information in, in front of me on that. But I would say with, with diabetics, talk to your doctor first. Whether it's a natural doctor, whether it's a, a, a regular MD, have that conversation because a lot of things can affect your blood sugar very, very rapidly. Right. But when it comes to intermittent, intermittent fasting, the idea is that it lowers blood sugar. When you eat a lot, it affects your blood sugar a lot. So when you're fasting, it's not going to affect your, your blood sugar. It increases insulin receptivity. It's really interesting. So your cells are no, no longer overloaded with sugar. So the insulin can do its job, right? And move the sugar out of the blood. So that's another benefit of intermittent fasting as well. It decreases insulin levels. Due to the fact that your cells are now receptive to insulin, your pancreas produces less of it which is a problem with diabetics, that the pancreas is producing too much insulin. So a lot of doctors are saying that intermittent fasting is, is really good for diabetes, but you have to have to talk to the doctor about that, have that conversation, definitely. Okay. But yeah, inflammation, there's a lot of other things that you could do as well to reduce inflammation in the body, including all the foods that we talked about. Things exactly. that are high in omega-3s are very anti-inflammatory. The chia seeds, um, the the wild caught salmon, loaded with omega three. So, fruits and vegetables lower inflammation as well. So again, I'm I'm going to go back to the very first thing that I said. When you're doing that whole foods plant based diet, it's going to support you in many different ways. If you so do, you might not have to do the intermittent fasting. Okay. And that's a very good point, and leads me to my next question. If you're doing a whole foods mainly plant-based diet. Mm -hmm. Do you need to do a specific detox or will that actually naturally detox your body for you? That's a, that's a really, really good question. Your body has mechanisms to detox. The problem is uh, the foods that, that we're eating, pollution in the air, there's toxins in the air, even the products that we're using, right? I mean, I, I use natural products, but the makeup, um, a lot of toxins in the makeup. Different household products have toxins in it. And believe it or not, plastic shower curtains as well. When the temperature of the water, when you're taking a, a hot shower, when that mixes with the plastic, that becomes an endo, endocrine disruptor. Wow. So it's, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, I can go on and on about all this stuff, but it's huge. That's a lot scary. of people are doing things that are not supporting that natural detox process. Right. So um, dry brushing is something that I do every single day. That's a great way to start draining the lymphatic system, you know, to get all that junk out of your system. I do that every single day. Your whole um, body, face and body? Your body, yeah. Yeah, five minutes a day is all you need. And yeah. it's interesting when you when you do the dry brushing, it actually um, it removes the dead skin cells. When you have dead skin cells on your skin, it actually prevents you from absorbing nutrients in the right. food. So you're not getting all the nutrients that you're eating. So you could be really? eating a really healthy diet, but you got those 
you know, that dead skin, you got to get it off your body. That's why you take a shower once you're done with the dry brushing and then you can absorb more easily. Very interesting. Some of the things that I've learned internally, if you have dry skin externally. Oh yeah. Yeah. You want to get that dead skin. Oh, that's very interesting. Okay. And you know, it takes an extra five minutes. Uh, All it is, is a habit. You have to do it for however many days. I think it, they, I read, I had an interview with somebody said it's or 67 days to acquire a habit. Yes. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Then you will spend the extra five minutes and I will start tomorrow morning. I have to force myself because it's something new. You get used to it. Oh, it's not. It's a pleasant thing to do. It's not unpleasant. Okay. I'm going to ask you one last thing. What's a daily non-negotiable for you, Ramona? What's a non-negotiable for me? Yeah, a daily. That's a good question. Doesn't have to be food. Non-negotiable. People that smoke. No, no smoking. No, put down everybody. I would say put down the cigarettes. Nothing good will come of that. If you're doing it for for stress relief, there are plenty of other things that you can do to relieve stress. Love meditation, Mm -hmm. right? But that is non-negotiable. I my clients, if you smoke, no. That includes you don't know the damage that it is doing inside of your body. It's yeah. it's causing free radical damage. Yeah. I can always tell a smoker from their skin, yeah. right? Because it's creating free radical damage in the body. And your skin is a mirror of what's going on inside of you. I know. And your fingernails too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's that's one thing. If someone wants to consume alcohol in moderation, okay. You know, that that's fine, but definitely cigarette smoking is nothing good. Nothing good will, will come out of that. People do not understand what it's, what it's doing to the body and it will come out outside the body on the skin for sure. Well, this is being really terrific. Where can my listeners find you? I think they're going to want to. Wonderful. So um, my website is www.wellnessbyramona.com. And I do have a presence on, on social media as well, Wellness by Ramona. Um, I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook as well. I would also like to offer your listeners maybe a special program that I can put together, especially for them, to educate them on some of the things that I'm actually talking about. You know, if that's something that people might be interested in, if that's something you're interested in, let me know because I'm more than happy, you know, to, to put a special program together just for them. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much. That was a lot of fun and very interesting. I'm going to get my dry brush out Wonderful. somewhere in a cupboard. I had, I started it and then stopped, but I'm going to forge ahead. That's one of the many things that you've told us today. You know, thank you so much. And, and I would say start small, you know, it's a little thing that make the biggest difference. So I'll just give you a quick example of something that I'm doing with a with a client. We're doing the vegetable of the week because she hasn't had a lot of exposure to a lot of different vegetables. So we're doing a vegetable of the week and I'm sending her recipes with that vegetable. So this week was spaghetti squash. So trying something little like that, the vegetable of the week, try it. If you don't like it, no one says that you have to eat it again, but it's those little tiny things that you can do that are going to make a big difference and your body will respond. You're going to feel it. Energy levels are going to start to go up. You're going to feel so much better. Whole foods, plant-based. Yeah. Rainbow filled grocery cart. (laughs) Thank you very much. That was great. Thank you so much. 
Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, give us a five-star review, and share it with your friends. And join us next time for Lunch with a Healer. thoughts with us. Your comments, questions, and suggestions are all welcome. Go to speakpipe.com slash lunchwithahealer and record your message. Try it out today. Mm-hmm.